Okay, so <laughs> this is a great drunk story. So I like I was telling before I was telling the boys and the boss here before we, we got started, like I would work till five o'clock when I was like 21. This is 2001. And Paul B has some great drunk stories from Pittsburgh, by the way, when he was in the Coast Guard. I hope to someday get him on this show and tell that he's I'm told him to write a book. But anyway, before I digress. So I went drinking with a coworker of mine and we went down to the Slovak club, which is on Morgan Avenue, Morgan street, Morgan Avenue in Akron. And I got so fucking hammered. Like I was like, I, I was belligerently drunk. And I was told this after the fact, I don't remember being belligerent. I don't remember anything. I wake up at this gentleman's house, my coworker, and he's a black fella, and he's got. Uh, and uh, I, the reason why I'm 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 putting this in the context is so I wake up in a strange house. I don't have any boots on. My work boots aren't on my feet. I'm in my clothes from work. Headache, feel don't feel good. You know what I mean? Feel real nasty. I, I wake. I literally wake up in a strange place. Like you wake up and you kind of double take and you look around. And you're like, the fuck am I? I look. I go to the front door. My car's not there. Okay, no boots, no car. I got cigarettes, which is great. <laughs> there you go. And I'm like looking around for what well, let's call let's call him um um uh, I don't know. What what what, what can what, what we call him? Well, we're going to call him Charles. Well, let's call him Chuck. Chuck. So I go looking around uh, in, in the house cuz I remember being with Chuck the night before. And I open the door and there's Chuck's black ass with his 420 pound girlfriend with this huge ass buck fucking naked <laughs> laying in bed so i go i go chuck chuck where the fuck is my car where where's my stuff and he kind of like rolls out of bed and he goes man you ever act like that again i'm gonna whoop your ass and i'm like what did i do well <laughs> apparently i was very i was very belligerent towards him and we left morgan street and apparently we went to two other bars I was driving. I don't remember driving at all. At, at, at literally at all. I don't even remember getting in the car. Okay. Now, back in the day, my drink of choice uh, was an Irish car bomb. And three of those will, will put you on the floor if you drink them fast enough. I must, he told me I had at least seven before we left the Slovak club. Okay. I, yeah. This, I had a problem. Okay. I had a problem. I didn't have any control and I thought I was invincible. So apparently I, I told him I knew we were going. And for those of you in the Northeast Ohio area, I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to illustrate this for those of you that don't know. So we have ski resorts, resorts in quotes, in the area of Boston Mills. And Brandy. <laughs> He's laughing because he knows where this is going. Yeah, I used to work like right over there. Okay, well, yours truly, Drunk Drove. Uh, Chuck all the way up and I berated him verbally in the car and I was being an asshole and I drove all the way to a ski resort. This was in May. There was no, there's no snow. There's no skiing. There's no nothing. But I knew where I was going. Apparently. And I got to show you something. <laughs> apparently what happened was I parked the car and I just got out and I went into the woods and I laid down. I like took my shoes off. <laughs> I just went to the woods and laid down. He had to drag me out of there 
And then, you know, like, yeah. And then fortunately this cell phones had like 25 minutes of talk time back then. He called his friend to come and get us. So that morning, Chuck had to drive me all the way back up to Boston Mills <laughs> to go pick up my car, which had my boots in it, for my, my work shoes or whatever. From like, yeah, I, I, the fact that I don't remember, and there was another story mm-hmm. with Brian Brian S, where we went out to uh, oh. Ravenna to visit uh, Ray, and when she uh, when she uh, she she lived in Ravenna at the time. And it was St. Patrick's Day, which, of course, was a perfect excuse to fucking absolutely get get pissed up. And I don't remember driving home from that party. And neither does Brian. Neither does he. Neither one of us know how we got back. Now, for those of you who don't understand, that's 40 minutes in the car on the highway. And we don't know. We don't remember leaving the party. We don't remember. He slept on, on, on the couch. We woke up the next morning. I said, you remember? Did you drive? He goes, no, you drove. So I don't know. How does that hold up in court, too? Like, officer, I don't remember doing it. I I had no control. (laughs) And the the moral of the story here, kids, is don't get caught. I mean, (laughs) I don't know what to say. Like, we didn't hurt anybody, which is a which is genuinely a miracle. And I don't I don't I don't condone that behavior. I'm embarrassed by it. But I'm also kind of surprised. I'm like, hmm. How did you manage to do that? Now, mind you, if I had two drinks tonight and I got to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning, I got to go to bed now. And, oh, by the way, I better eat something because I'm going to be a crabby bitch in the morning. It's the responsible thing to do. It's unbelievable. Like if I if I drink a six pack tonight, I probably end up calling off tomorrow and have diarrhea. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously, you guys like diarrhea. Yeah, think, diarrhea, the splitting the, headache. Like, yeah, like whenever I was young, dude, like in my early days, like I could drink like a motherfucker. And like now, like I'm the same way, like a couple drinks and I'm done. Yeah. And, and yeah. if I drink enough to where I get a hangover, like scrambled eggs ain't going to fix it the next morning, man. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm fucked for like three days. It was like, uh, like I got a pretty decent story. So this is like. Ooh, 2005, no, 2000, it was very early 2006, so I was doing industrial roofing at the time, Mm. and uh, we were down in New Orleans after Katrina had hit, and we were working working on, like, a Catholic high school down there, and uh, we were redoing the roof on that, and mind you, the city was an absolute shithole. There were no doctors in the city when we got there half the traffic lights in the city still weren't working. And like Katrina hit in what it was like August, late August, early yeah. September, 2005. Yeah. You're absolutely. And we were down there from like February to I think like April of 2006. And, mm-hmm. and the city was still a complete wreck, but they still had Mardi Gras. So we were down there for the first Mardi Gras uh after Katrina and like we thought it was nuts like there were so many people that showed up for Mardi Gras and all the locals were like this is nothing because I think there was like something like 1.5 to 2 million people that came into the city for Mardi Gras um and the locals said that typically like before you know Katrina had hit it was closer to like 4 to 5 million people holy shit Jesus for Mardi Gras. Yeah. So absolute crazy. Like a blast. Had a great time. 
the company that we were working for that made the mistake of putting us in a hotel for the several months that we were down there right on canal street and we were like three blocks from bourbon street uh <laughs> so like i mean and we I, I can count on one hand how many nights that i didn't go drinking while we were there so like oh, almost every work night for months on end we would go and party down on bourbon street yeah and uh so, so the one night they had this drink called hand grenades and it comes in this tall neon yellow cup that looks like a hand grenade and that sounds so promising it, it sold at two spots and two spots only on bourbon street and both spots have a warning sign <laughs> that says it's our suggestion that you not have more than five of these if you drink more than five, we're not responsible for what happens. Oh boy. <laughs> My coworkers that I was down there with told me that I had seven of them. <laughs> and then I had this other drink, which is like the second like most powerful drink that you can get down there called the Jester. And it was like this toxic green like slushy that I guess is like made with like 151. So anyways, I get fucking pissy ass drunk, completely fucking shit faced. And the cops down there don't fuck around. Like, you know, we know they're bad everywhere, but like you so much as get out of line or like try and start a fight with somebody. Um, they'll pull out their billy clubs and just start beating the fuck out of you and then take you to the drunk tank. They probably see it so much. They're just pissed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so I'm shit faced and I like my friends told me that like some dude was like walking around, like selling bottles of liquor for like dirt cheap. <laughs> and he like tried to sell it to me and I told him to shut the fuck up and get out of my face, I guess. <laughs> so, so the dude was like, said something offensive to me that like, that really set me off. And I like, I threw a drink at him and I, I, I mean, you know me, Jay, like I'm not an aggressive dude. Like I'm not like a fighter. Uh -oh. Like that's, not that's all. not me. Mm -hmm. I'm on bourbon street trying to start a fucking fight. Cause I'm so pissy drunk. Um, I don't remember getting back to the hotel room, but the two dudes that I was down there partying with that night were like two people that I knew from outside of work that came to work with me at this company. And the one dude, his name, his nickname was little Mike because he was a little dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the other dude, uh, his name was Randy. And he was just like a normal dude. I'm a large fella. These dudes apparently hoisted my fat ass from bourbon street <laughs> back to our hotel room and then when we got to the hotel room they grabbed one of the luggage carriage things on wheels <laughs> threw me on that took me up to the hotel room that's just smart got, like got me to the got me to my hotel room and got me in bed now this was a work night <laughs> so my alarm goes off super fucking early in the morning and like I shoot straight up in bed and I'm still drunk oh. as fuck. 
So I get up and I'm, st- I'm like stumbling around my room, getting dressed. Now, mind you, industrial roofing. <laughs> I had to climb 80 feet to get up onto a roof that I was working on. But so like it's super humid down there. Like I'm, I'm getting dressed. I get ready for work. As soon as I leave the front door of the hotel that we were staying at and that warm, thick air hit me in the face, like I immediately just harfed my guts out all over the sidewalk <laughs> like immediately so then you know we get in the work truck you know head into work and i tell you what man that was probably the most miserable work day i've ever had i sweat bullets all fucking day you get the cold <laughs> sweats Dude, like it was <laughs> awful. Like I didn't, I didn't even feel sober until almost lunchtime. Up on top of a roof. Now, if I did that nowadays, I would straight fucking die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's, there's absolutely no way, man. No. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've had, uh, like, like I said, we drank so many nights down there. Like we were so close to Bourbon Street, but. It's it's fun to visit, but Bourbon Street smells terrible, man. It smells like <laughs> vomit and stale beer. Ugh. Like New New Orleans legitimately smells like a bum's fucking nutsack. Like that's the best way I can think to describe the way that city smells. Like a bum's nutsack. I've heard so many people say that. Like it did. Yeah, gotta and be like, true. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> one and once again, the locals that were down there were like, because I was thinking like, oh, maybe it smells like this because of like Katrina. <laughs> and like the locals were like, oh no, the city always smells like that. Like oh, so it's just like the permanent smell of bums nutsack in the city. All right, all right, I accept that. There was good spot good, to visit, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Florida, standing off to the side, we're like, see, we don't smell like that. And I know we're right. crazy, but we don't stink. Uh, like that. I, we did jobs down in Florida too, and I I love Florida. Like if I was ever going to leave Ohio, it would be for Florida. Which part? Um, ooh, that's a tough one, man. I would say probably like my favorite part of Florida was like Gulf Side. Oh yeah, that's um, the best. Like, the only, uh, that's the only answer. Yeah, like like uh, where were we? I think we were in Sarasota. Was it there or St. Augustine or Tampa? Like Naples is nice. Like if you're going to go yeah. someplace, Fort Myers is all right. Some nice mm. Naples. <laughs> Some very nice Naples. Dude, I had a I had an aunt that lived in fucking Miami. You want to talk about fucking hot and humid. Jesus Christ almighty. That place. Your aunt? <laughs> the, the heat. The, the, the beaches. The beaches are you? nice in Miami. <laughs> The beaches, not I the never bitches, went there. The beaches. I the never beaches, I the beaches went to the in beach. Miami are nice, but other than that, like fuck Miami. Um, it's 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 terrible. And it's incredibly fucking it's, dangerous, right? Well, that and it's just like overpriced, like because well, just like any sort of like major city. Oh yeah. Well, dude, like I, I freaked out my cousin. So my cousin Colin's a drug addict and a, and a total grifter. And um, he had his bar mitzvah for he had two bar mitzvahs because he got adopted by this because my cousin carol died in a car accident oh shit and he was in the car so like you know like he didn't die but his mom was was fucking dead like my cousin carol was gone in a car accident it was very bad no good um and she had a lot of drug problems too like she was an abusive drunk she was an abusive drug user like she was 
Carol was never in a good place. She did a lot of LSD in the, in the 60s and 70s, and it permanently fucked her up. Like, you can ask my mother that. Like, she was not the same person. She got that so. burnout syndrome after, like, I know a lot of people that yeah. did, a lot of, did a lot of acid, man, and, like, straight up burnouts. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you don't get, like, that from smoking pot, like, no. You get that. You get that from taking copious amounts of LSD. Yeah, and she did, man. Like, so word to the wise: be careful. And she did a lot of coke. Like, she she was just she just abused the shit out of the drugs. You really can't fucking. You don't have a lot of a leeway to to abuse. Yeah. But anyway, she passed. She's dead. She died in the car accident. My my cousin's in the car, and um, he he's I don't know where he is now. My aunt would always cut. Like this, this kid, like, first of all, so we were down in Miami and we were going to go pick him up and stay the night at my, my aunt's house in Miami. Uh, it was, uh, well, no, it wasn't Miami beach. It was Miami proper. Like my uncle like moved from Brooklyn and he had a furniture store down in Miami. He did very well. And they eventually moved to a smaller condo. They had a huge house and they moved to a smaller condo. And then my uncle passed away in 1986. He had lung cancer. He had his funeral on Super Bowl Sunday so that people could party. Like, you know, my uncle was, uh, he's the one who fought the Nazis in World War II. He was in the Army Corps of Engineers. He built the bridges over, uh, over German rivers. So I never had to fucking listen to whatever anybody from Germany ever had to tell me again um, or ever. Not that we listened, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's he legit, like, you know, and this is a Jewish guy going over there to fight the Nazis. Like, you know, a lot of balls. Um, he passed away. So they had this, he had a lot of money left behind. Now, mind you, like, I just went there because I loved hanging out with him. He would play like He-Man with me. Like I'd be Skeletor and he wouldn't let me win ever. Like I was always, always, always the bad guy. I don't know why that was, but I always, like I thought Skeletor was cool and scary and stuff. I slept like the purple Panther, like it's like the velvet Panther that he, that the, the action figure. And I have him with the staff or whatever. Anyway. So he had money. He left it to my aunt. Right. Well, Colin, Colin got himself into drugs too. And, and on top of that, he's a fucking idiot and he's a grifter of the highest order. Well, he got adopted by this uh, this family. Now, mind you, he was already Jewish, but of course, he got adopted by a Jewish family. They took him for his first bar mitzvah to Israel. Okay, so that's not a cheap date. Okay, that's not that's not going to uh, you know that's not going to L.A. to to go check out uh, the Walk of Fame or whatever the fuck it is over there. Like you're going to Israel to get back the bar mitzvah. So he had a second bar mitzvah in in Miami. Now I was 18 at the time, so this is 98. I just graduated high school. It's fucking hot, disgusting. I was out of cigarettes. So my cousin from Houston, my uh, my aunt's brother and his daughter's daughter, I forget what her name is. I can't even remember her name. I was like, listen, do you, I was like, do anybody have cigarettes? And she goes, no, I, I smoke too. I don't have any. I was like, listen, they're, they're having the bar mitzvah party. Let's go get cigarettes. We had to walk like a mile. I'm, I, mind you, I'm in a suit and tie and it's summer in Miami. Like I'm dying, dying. I get to the store and it's nothing but fucking Haitians running the store. I didn't give a shit. I wanted a cigarette. I needed a cigarette. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if it's fucking devil running the store. You just sell me cigarette. I didn't realize we were in a Haitian neighborhood. Apparently that's a problem uh, because my cousin's adopted mother comes fucking flying at us in the minivan. Get in the car. You're, you, what the hell do you guys think you're doing? Do you have any idea? You do, do you have any idea how dangerous it is here? And I'm just like, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, we went to get cigarettes. This isn't Ohio. You have no idea how dangerous it is. These Haitians will cut you. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to finish this before I get in the minivan, you know, and she's yelling and she's like, I'm going to tell your mother. I'm like, I'm 18. What are you going to fucking tell her? I went to go buy cigarettes. 
Like I argued with her. Well, my cousin Colin, mind you, he got a GED, which isn't a problem, by the way, before people were elitist. No. He got a GED because he got kicked out of high school. He's got GED. So then he's going to go to the University of Miami. He went to four, he was going to go to four different universities, one of them for marine biology. Mind you, this kid couldn't fucking pass a science class to save his life. And my aunt gave him thousands of dollars, checks, just wrote him checks over and over. And he always had a fucking excuse about what, oh, no, this time I'm getting into this business. And this time I'm going to be studying this grandma and I'm going to be doing that and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, he, I think that he went to jail for a while. And then my aunt died um, uh, three or four years ago. I can't remember exactly, but nobody's heard from him since. I, like, I think my cousin Joan might have heard from him, but like the constant grift. And this is what happens when you have when you grow up in a fucked up family and you don't have anybody to fucking straighten you out. Like, I'm not saying don't do drugs. Just don't do a lot of drugs and don't fucking fleece your family. Like, it's the worst thing in the world, man. Your grandma, like, do you you're fucking robbing your grandmother? Like, go rob somebody else. Why are you robbing your family? Be a decent human being. Get a gun. Go rob the store, okay, <laughs> where the Haitians are. They'll shoot back, and nature will sort things out. You don't rob your, you don't rob your grandmother. Don't, don't, don't rob a store. Don't rob your grandma, okay? That's rule one. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Don't, don't rob anybody. How about we but just not gonna rob? if you have to? If, if you're you going to rob, to rob grandma, somebody, don't, don't rob, rob grandma. Thank you. So, you probably yeah. shouldn't rob anybody, but if the choice comes across your scales of justice, Thank you me. know, may they weigh ever in grandma's favor. I mean, we're, we're, we're real big about the lesser of two evils in this country, and it's gotten us oh, so boy, far. Are we ever. It's gotten us in a great direction, man. Yeah, it works every time, ladies Fuck, and gentlemen. Man. And every time it's the we're most We're almost on the cusp election. of having Kamala Harris as a fucking Supreme Court justice. Oh yeah, so Woo! I did not anticipate that as being like, a, I should have paid more attention in school, I guess. Like, I don't know. No, <laughs> it was like, like I saw that. The, if this person dies then this person does that like, well, you know i saw that article that i sent you guys the other yeah. day when i read that like my mind was just it's perfect well are they because everything i've seen it's like biden what, what the fuck did he say he was gonna do he was like guaranteeing or like saying that he was gonna advocate for the first female black justice mm -hmm. or something and it's like are we that's what's important not the well, interpretation it, of law yeah, not but, the interpretation but, <laughs> of law or their qualifications. Nah. No. He should go, dude, he should go to some place in fucking Baltimore and get just like get somebody off the street. Be like, excuse me, are you female? Yeah. Or are you African American? Yeah, get in the fucking car. Your well, congratulations, you're nominated. And this is like this is like my gripe where it's like, I don't know if I've just made so many irresponsible decisions as like a young teenager, early 20s guy. Like maybe I fucked with my brain too much. But it's like every time I like watch TV or read the news or so, it's literally like shit just devolves more and more. It's like there, everything gets reduced to like its simplest possible form, but it's not even like the shit makes sense anymore. It's literally like I hate making the comparison constantly, but it just feels like idiocracy. And it's like at this point, just make Terry Crews president. Like I'd rather have that. But like. And right. fucking macho. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like fucking Brondo on the plants, dude. It's got electrolytes. It's what they fucking crave. And it's, it's like I don't crave. even 
it's like it feels like this inescapable hellscape because it's like i mean either i am actually dumb or it's like everybody just thinks i am so the end result is the same it's like it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter what i think individually anymore because nope. if enough of the right people or the wrong people think the same thing about me it's like they can it's it's I don't know, man. It just feels incredibly hopeless. But it's like, I also don't even know what I'm trying to do in the first place. Like, why do I give a fuck what other people think or do? But it's like, no matter what, we're all kind of just bouncing off of each other in the system together. And it's like, Mm -hmm. sometimes terrible shit happens to people for no fucking reason other than that everything else is like retarded. But (laughs) it's, it's just like, some part of me just like aches for rationality and reason and it's like that's not uh it's not like how any of this shit works and it's just i don't like that <laughs> don't look to no. the corporate <laughs> news media for that <laughs> whatever no. you do man well no, no and it's like usually I'm, I'm pretty good about not reading the news but then it's like the i don't know man like whenever i get bored it's like i go on like twitter or something just to see what everybody else is doing and it's like it's so fucking bad but it's like you just can't look away and it's like i'm wasting all of my time just like <laughs> that's why see? i come i become more like frito go away i'm baiting <laughs> <laughs> dude did you see i put this tweet out there nobody reads it anyway it's yelling into the void it's fine was it the end I of the universe be- one no 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 i can't oh. believe this so like i go to the men's room in my building and <laughs> yeah, i saw that one there's a trail of onions like diced onions going into the bathroom and then there was onions in the urinal like i couldn't believe what i was seeing today like and i and i i had two thoughts have we run out of urinal cakes like the onions are a substitute because they're powerful they can absorb the urine smell i said or is the fucking simulation just fucking like aggressively coming after me it's just, just like all this and a fucking put the, the the screws to you you fat irish fuck now i'm coming for you. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, I, I onions in the bathroom. It's like somebody had a coney dog and was like, I'm gonna scrape these off as I go take a shit. Oh, hey, the <laughs> urinal's here. I'm gonna throw some of that in there. I couldn't believe it. I wish like, I was taking a photograph like, of it. Nobody like Bobby, it. what are you getting ready to do? Like, oh, I'm gonna go suck down some conies and take a shit. <laughs> like, fuck, they put onions on it. Where am I gonna put this? I'm gonna throw it in the urinal. Hold up. <laughs> All right, now I'm ready to go fire a couple logs out in the john while I slurp this coney oh. down. <laughs> it's um that's probably actually what happened. Word <laughs> like step for step, like word for word. Out it with the bad. To. Yeah. It has to be because what are the alternative explanations? Like somebody's fucking with me. Like I, I'm starting to think that these things are being put there. Like the Hansel and Gretel story, like this is the breadcrumb tree. You're, somebody's fucking with me. Like, why would there be onions in the in the urinal? <laughs> why is this happening to me? Why does this not happen to anybody else? Why like, is ho- somebody doing this to me? Like, I hope to God someone wasn't using the flush on the urinal to like you know rinse off some onions. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, they left them there. Yeah, for the next guy. Yeah. The next guy. It's like, you know, he's a community onions, man. They've been washed off. (laughs) See, like, Jay, you you run into weirdo things. I run into weirdo people. 
like weirdo situations, you know, like I'm outside, I'm walking the dog. It's fucking pissing it down. And I have an umbrella, right? Like, and it's Mm -hmm. raining. Like, I mean, raining, like, it's not like a light drizzle and I'm being a pussy and have an umbrella. Like it's, it's a fucking downpour, but the dog has to go outside. Right. And I'm walking and there's this fucking weirdo who's who like I'm getting ready to cross the street and he starts fucking counting the cars that are coming and he's getting ready to intersect my path and he knows that I'm watching him so he he thought that it would make me feel better as a female and he was a male because he knew I was watching his ass like you fucking fuck with me I'm gonna fuck you up right so like he started counting the cars like I'm not looking at you I'm waiting across the street too and like I'm like who the fuck counts cars why are you here and he's crossing the street to walk down in the cemetery I'm like I'm outside because I have a dog. You don't have anything and you're counting cars. Like what the by the cemetery. By the cemetery. You fucking weirdo. Yeah. That's, that, that's the shit I run into, but not onions in a urinal. So <laughs> it's just yeah, there's it, it's a wild place out there. Like I said in the group chat, this fucking planet is a dump. This neighborhood sucks. I want out. Call <laughs> Elon Musk. Tell him I'm ready. I was I was one of the people who's gonna stick around. Not anymore. I'll deal with weirdos on another planet. Like I've had it with this fucking place. Um, speaking of this place, this is great. So I was just coming across this today. Um, some interesting information. So like scientists use computer to predict exactly when society will collapse in the 21st century. Okay. So oh, so it's this me. century. They've got that. Okay. Yeah. No, no it's coming. Like <laughs> it's coming. So a group of scientists use the computer and their knowledge of trends to make a prediction. So now we're talking about probability, I guess, about when society will begin to collapse. And their answer isn't so far away. Scientists during the 1970s used a computer and observation on changing changing trends to predict exactly when society would collapse. The scientific observation was carried out by a group of scientists from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. So I, I smell Lex Friedman already more than five decades ago. I mean, because he clearly is a communist robot. According to their findings, the predictions, uh, the prediction made was that society would crumble near the midpoint of the 21st century in 2040. The group looked at data patterns of various factors, including the population, the use of natural resources and energy consumption to make their prediction. The team's academic study has been published by the Club of Rome, ooh, Alex Jones vibes there, and upcoming limits to growth that would cause the collapse. So they're prepping you for this bad boy, right? What are, what are the upcoming limits to growth? Do they say anything about that? No, it doesn't say anything in the article. It says in 2009, a different team of researchers did a similar study, which America, the American scientists published. The, the issue, uh, they issued that the model's results were almost exactly on course some 35 years later with a few appropriate assumptions. The predictions have not been invalidated and appear to be quite on target. <laughs> in 2020, the Dutch sustainability research uh, Gaia Harrington affirmed the bleak predictions made in the study. Gaia, I'm not making, that's not a joke. It's G-A, is it Gaia? G-A-Y-A, Gaia? Gaia? Maybe maybe it is Gaia because they're from, she's Dutch. So it's like a little bit more German. Gaia, anyway, this person who works at the multinational accounting firm KPMG told The Guardian, from a research perspective, I, I felt a data check of a decades old model against empirical observations would be an interesting exercise. She investigated the predictions made back in 1972 and compared them to the current data trends. It revealed a worst case scenario of economic growth coming to a halt at the end of this decade and collapsing around 10 years later. Tick tock, tick tock. Gaia did shine some light on how changing attitudes and habits could 
reposition the discourse despite the gloomy observation it's deck chairs on the titanic yeah, yeah like stop it so what are we supposed to do she says the key finding of my study is that we still have a choice to align with a scenario that does not end in collapse with innovation and business along with new developments by governments and civil society lost me continuing to update them as a model provides another perspective on the challenges and opportunities we have to create a more sustainable world so um I, I don't know what gay is getting at, but I do know that the, the end is near. What is it? 250 years average is the length of empire. Yeah, we're UK. like at 240, 246. How do you, what, what, do you, what start date are you counting from? Are, are you, you talking for like America specifically? Like, well, yeah, I'm not talking about any other empire. All right, well, okay. So declaration of independence was 1776, but the constitution wasn't ratified until what, 1789? Yeah, well, let's go 1791. 1791? Yeah, 70, I think ratification 1791. Okay. Or was the Constitutional Convention 1789? Well, 1789 was the end of the war. Okay. Okay. So, so when are we <laughs> going with empire here? Because even with the original 13 states, you don't really have much of an empire. I think empire begins once you start going westward expansion, the war against the Native Americans, the war against Mexico. Then I think you can start getting into empire building, the annexation of Hawaii, stuff like that. Well, maybe even Louisiana Purchase, you go all the way back then when you buy it from Napoleon. You know, they, the Spanish tried to invalidate that um, when, when they defeated Napoleon. They're like, oh, by the way, that sale was made by Napoleon. Uh, he was in no position to sell all that. And the American government was like, fuck you. <laughs> We're, <not giving> back. <laughs> We're gonna kill these Indians and there isn't a goddamn thing you're gonna do about it. So yeah, but anyway, so okay, let's go to let's go with 1776, the start of the country. Let's start. So okay, 1776, where are we at now? 2022. So yeah, I mean, we're that's pretty on par for the 250-year shelf life of an empire. You know? So one day you're just gonna get up and they're not gonna accept uh, dollar bills anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, what, like what, the local currency that they printed off, you know. What is like the final or the end state of like the collapse of a society like well obviously what? it's the barbarians destroying the capital city like the fucking visigoths did <laughs> to rome and just raping and murdering everybody in town you think that's going to be the russians i, I <laughs> we're going to play modern warfare 3 here. you know what's <laughs> you know what's fucked up though for those of you who don't christopher remember i know he remembers this so like after the soviet union collapsed and all the all the um all the republics went their own way we sent observers and advisors over to watch them take down their nuclear operation, like to actually disarm themselves. We, 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 the United States government facilitated the disarming of, of, the, of the, the Russians, the former Soviet Union. You think that they, they were like defeated, right? Like, oh, the, the Soviet Union is dead. The, you know, the great enemy has collapsed. Sauron has collapsed, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. That was just the fucking like. Russia seems to be one of those countries like China throughout history. Paul, don't get excited. But where it's like in Egypt, it's the same thing, right? You have a period of expansion. It's very elastic, right? You have a period of great expansion. Then you have contraction, then expansion again. Like Russia goes through those fluxes where they're at the height of their power and where they have to cede power, like when they get their ass kicked or, you know, when they have the, you know, the revolution or whatever. Same thing with like, the, like China and Egypt specifically are two really old old, old, old civilizations that expand and contract throughout history, right? So like the US and the West was like, we killed Satan, we defeated him, the war is over. 
But meanwhile, the body still has a heartbeat and now it's alive and now it's very, very, very pissed off. You know what I mean? Like I keep trying to put myself into, and I encourage other people to try to do this, is to put yourself in other people's shoes. I did an addendum the other day because some people were talking about the, the, great, the greatest thing. I, I put it on the Facebook, if anybody saw it, this fucking guy, I, I hope that he's in charge. He suggested this great military strategist from his couch or wherever he's sitting playing Call of Duty says that, you know, uh, we could go the back door, literally use the word back door, like up Russia's asshole, going through Alaska and invading Russia through Siberia. They'll never suspect it. That's a, a great idea. War, yeah, a sure. land war in Asia in the yeah. winter. Yeah, sure. Why not? Great idea. Why aren't you in charge? Why aren't you running for president? Well, <laughs> how cold does it get there in Siberia? Negative uh, 50? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, yeah, good yeah, idea. And then there's people that would defend it. Before. It was like, we have troops in Alaska. Bitch, you don't understand what you're talking about. Like, I don't even understand the vastness of Siberia. I've read about it. I know that I wouldn't want to fight there. There are no roads there. Like, do you know how, like, we have roads with concrete and, yeah. like, you know, uh, fucking asphalt and all that other shit? There aren't anything like, there There aren't any roads there. They're, they're, all, they're, they're dirt. Trains. Yeah. Dirt and mud and fucking nothing. And, and, and frigid temperatures. Good luck. And bears. And lots of bears and lots of very fucking angry Russians who were, you know, who are used to this wash their balls in ice water. You know what I like? Seriously, like the, the kind of stupidity that's out there right now is par excellence. It's a chef's kiss. A lot of stupid people. I think every one of you that wants to go fight the Russians should just fucking go right now. Don't don't wait for a flag. Don't wait for an order. Don't wait for a country. Pack your fucking ruck and go over there now and go fight because I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. That'd be like the fucking Russians going through the uh, the Appalachians, like going through Appalachia, whether it be Western PA or going down to West Virginia, they'd be fucked. And we all know it. Our own government would be fucked and they know it. So why would you do the same goddamn thing with their version of hillbillies? You know what I mean? All, it's Raytheon needs money, dude. What are you talking about? Northrop Grumman, uh, fucking... The show goes on. <laughs> who's the other fucking big one? Boeing? Yeah, I mean, GE. Lockheed yeah, Lockheed Martin, thank you. Northrop Grumman? Yeah, I mean, stocks are down, boys. Somebody's got to pay. It looks like it's going to be your son. Get on the boat. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's no good. And I think that you people are absolutely fucking nuts. Like, yeah, do I think the U.S. wins that war? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. But would you like to count the dead? Would you like to watch somebody's kid die of leukemia from radiation exposure? That doesn't sound like fucking fun to me. And I don't want to be responsible for that. Just take my name off the paper. I'm not, I have no fucking, I have no, no, I have no chips in the game here. We are folding and we are going home. We're going to go have cheeseburgers. You can fucking die. Like, I'm not interested. I don't know, These man. People are insane. You think there's going to be cheeseburgers left after we do like total war again and everybody has to fucking, you have to turn all your lights off at night and fuck. There <laughs> will to... always be fucking cheeseburgers. Yeah. You have to recycle okay. all your fucking scrap metal and shit so they can build. <laughs> Are cows <laughs> not going to exist anymore then? I, I don't know. Man. I, dude, I'm, I'm reading that fucking book. Uh, the biohazard. Yeah. I'm like halfway through it. And it's really interesting. Cause it's like getting to the, like 1990. And it's like they have all this shit and it's like historically speaking, you know, like the whole empire is collapsing and it's like, oh, I wonder what happened with all of it. But it's like they got weaponized smallpox. They had fucking they'd have people. I can't remember 
uh, it was like Marburg's disease or something mm-hmm. where this guy accidentally injected himself with it and it killed him. And the like synthetic lab grown version of it went through this man's body and like proliferated and then became more powerful because it was like synthesized inside of a human. And literally during the autopsy, they were scraping as much as they could out of this guy. So then they could weaponize that shit. And then somebody else fucking accidentally stabbed themselves with it. It's like, Oh my fucking God, dude. But yeah, it's, Oh my God. It's a, it's like, I can't stop reading it, but it's literally just nightmare after nightmare. Cause like they're talking about smallpox. They're like, uh, I don't know what year the book was written in, but there's like for I think the entire United States, there's something like two million smallpox vaccines like readily available. And like worldwide, there might be like 200 million, which is like fine if you have a lot of people that need to like mobilize somewhere where smallpox is a risk. But it's like if they used one of these weapons on like New York City, it would be like everybody's fucked. And it's just like uh, it's I don't know, man, it's whack. Like and they're only. Yeah, they were crazy. only exclusively dealing with things that like they didn't have vaccines to like the worse it was the better and oh fuck it's literally a nightmare and they're like accidentally releasing anthrax into like the local air and like killing like 1200 people in this one town and they have to cover it all up and like i i don't know man and then it makes me wonder like well if we're like if we live by the mindset where it's like well if we don't do it, someone else is just going to do it. It's like, well, then what the fuck were we doing the entire time? And now what are we doing? And it's just like, well, there's uh, an entire, there's an entire supply of uh, weaponized smallpox that literally disappeared. They had a quota of like 20 tons stored per Bomb. year. <laughs> yeah, they don't know where it is. They, they said, we, we don't know what happened. Well, there's like what eight nuclear weapons from the United States that nobody knows where they are. They're like completely unaccounted for. Correct. Like that's correct. They have no idea what happened. No idea what happened. Which, like, I no one will ever know. But, but you're not How allowed to have know? a semi-automatic uh, rifle if we have our way. But Do meanwhile, you? we can misplace nuclear weapons. Sure. Do you actually think they don't know what happened to it? I like it's yeah, it's the whole like is the government like this incredibly genius like masochistic group of fucking people, or are they like fucking retarded and incompetent? She touches <laughs> on a great point though, because it can be it could be both, Angel. You're, they are incredibly <laughs> powerful and intelligent and retarded at the same time. Look Schrodinger's at nuke. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like it's entirely possible that there's some H bomb that they just like, you know, they admit that like it's I, I was listening to the one podcast about they get yelled like these guys get yelled at if they don't get told how to put their ruck together. And then the guy who's in charge of them gets in trouble. Like if they like these guys get deployed and they don't have certain pieces of equipment that they signed off for, but then the, the guy who's in charge of them gets in, gets in trouble. Well, who's to say that they put the bomb on like you know a wrong train or they put it they you know some fucking uh, kid who's like nineteen who thinks he's going to get himself a career and all this other stuff and he just accidentally puts the H bomb on the wrong boat. Who knows? It's probably. I mean, or they really know where it is and they just don't want to tell anybody because it's planted someplace like they did on 9-11 with the buildings, but not nuclear. Anyway, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. They were holograms, obviously. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. They, they misplace <laughs> shit all the time. They there's, they, how about the two, was the 2 billion that they misplaced right before 9-11? I thought it was, hold on. I thought it was like, I thought it was like, is it 2 trillion? Two I trillion? thought it was trillion. Yeah. How much money? I mean, they 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 misplaced that angel. I mean, good old good old Rumsfeld. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what we did with it. We, we yeah. don't know what happened. 
We don't know what happened with the money, but uh, tomorrow, you know, some shit's going to blow up at the Pentagon. That's going to be conveniently where right. any information that could have led to the whereabouts of this money is is going is to poss- blow up. Is Twenty one trillion dollars. Sorry. Is it possible that 9-11 was orchestrated just to get rid of that 21 what trillion you just said? I wouldn't put million, it past whatever it was. I wouldn't put it I mean, $21 trillion. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was just, you know, it's possible. Well, how about this? Let me ask, let me ask you guys this. You guys know, obviously world war one is kind of like my, my thing, but like, I always go to, I always go to Franz Ferdinand moments in my life and try to like determine where the Franz Ferdinand moment is. Do you guys agree or disagree that nine 11 was the, the, the Franz Ferdinand moment of the 21st century? Like that's a civilization like ending event like it's what starts the dominoes to fall Patriot to where act. well I there mean, was stuff before that even though that like i it's like how much do you want to split hairs like but so was okay so i'm glad that you brought that up because franz ferdinand was just the last straw because like if it that, wasn't that the, what would have happened next well, like was this always had, just kind you of had the balkan wars that happened for years with the turkish empire was getting the ottoman empire was getting uh, uh was constricting because the balkan states were starting to like fight back they were starting to get kicked out of europe they're like the russians lost the war against uh against japan in 1905 they get their ass kicked and their entire pacific fleet was fucking destroyed like there was a lot of shit that led up to that moment this just happened to be the coup de grace that gets the whole fucking set of dominoes to fall. And I really think that that, like, I, I, I go back and forth with it because that was the catalyst for what Chris just said. Like, they had the Patriot Act ready, but they just needed a big event. They needed oh. an excuse to get right. the American people behind it, you know? That's right. And, and give it a really cool name, like the Patriot Act, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Cool fucking name. Yeah, well, it's they- a cool name, man. <laughs> and then like i uh, it's just like i don't know it's weird because it's like that's i don't have many memories that go back like before that like i was in kindergarten and i remember watching the news for like weeks it was just on tv fucking just buildings falling down i'm like what the fuck is everybody like crying about and everybody's like freaking the fuck out and it's like i mean there's no like how do you make a child understand that but then it's like you just like i never went to an airport before that i never that's I, wild you don't yeah, know, like so it's you like don't you know the, what it was like before. the first time i went to a fucking airport and they're like yeah like the fucking, tsa wanted to check your asshole yeah they're like oh like take your belt and shoes off like blah 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 all this normal shit. To you. Gonna, yeah i was like okay and everybody's like yeah this is not right and i'm like what this is just what you do and they're like no 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 like and it's weird because now like I mean, obviously now there's a lot of shit that's getting like that, where it's like, oh, this isn't how we used to do shit. But like, I mean, it's weird. Like every now and then I'll talk to people that are like in like high school now or some shit, or it's like somebody's got a little brother or sister that's like in fucking high school or middle school. And it's like, oh, like, what do you think about everything? And it's just like listening to them talk about fucking anything. I'm like, dude, I already feel like I'm 80 or something. Or like, I'll talk about 9-11 and they're like, oh yeah, I was born in 2004. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, like, this is like, is this how people felt with JFK? Like all that shit? Like I'm the old boomer dude now that's just like all doom and gloom. Just like everybody thinks I'm fucking insane. And it's like, these people have no idea what I'm fucking talking about. They don't even really care because they weren't there. And they just had to learn about it in some whitewash history book. 
yeah. that's printed by fucking McDonald yeah. Douglas or whoever the fuck makes all that shit. <laughs> McGraw Hill. McGraw Hill. Yeah. What, well, dude? I don't fucking know. I don't. It's okay. Know. You got you got the the, the M part. I mean, I understood what you meant. It's fine. See, you that's know? the. I think that's the thing where people think I'm like messed up because it's like I. Yeah, it's like I don't I don't know. Like I don't know what I'm talking about because I fucked up that one part. But well, yeah, that everything else is null and void. Once you get the one the, the one thing wrong, everything you yeah, said everything else is, is but I mean I do that though, because, or at least when I'm like if if you're reading something on like a website and there's like one spelling mistake, I'm like, oh shit, like some dude in like uh-huh. fucking Russia just made totally this mistake. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I don't trust this shit. Like, no. But it's also like totally possible that people just don't proofread. And it's like, well, I don't know. But if I can't tell, yeah. I'm not going to gamble on it. Well, but- especially when everybody is under pressure to push out. Uh, like, it's not like when you had like back in the day when you had a morning post, the afternoon post and the evening post. Now, like you like they don't have time to fucking send it to a, a proofreader or an editor. It's just pump out the article, pump out the article. I don't give a fuck. Just pump out the article. We're going to put drives it on anyway. They're just going to put 20 ads on top of it anyway, and you can't fucking read. That's honestly, I think, the worst thing that civilization has done is just put advertising in fucking everything. It's like, we don't even care anymore. This is an excuse for us. This is nothing more than a vessel for us to attach ads to, so you will buy shit. And it's like, I want to light everything on fucking fire. Like, I cannot stand it. So, I don't have cable, and I went over, um, I was house-sitting, and I went over um, and I turned on their TV just to watch TV because they had cable. I actually yeah. got a headache from the advertisements <laughs> because I don't watch advertisements because I don't have the cable and I stream everything and I pay extra for no ads because I don't want to see that shit, you know, and it mm-hmm. actually gave me a headache. I got a migraine from mm-hmm. the, the advertisements and I forgot how long commercials actually are like it's like yeah. 10 minutes a commercial it's like, like a third of all television yeah, and, and, and people pay for this shit i'm like you pay for this this is insane Mm-mm. yeah it's yeah the, if you looked at an hour show i think you get 37 minutes of actual show the rest is uh, as they say in the united kingdom advertisement so um yeah i, I don't know what's going on with that like that that people like you goddamn kids don't even remember that youtube used to not have ads it was Back in the old, the old Wild days. West days. Yeah, like 2006. Fucking, I remember like that the shit. YouTubes. The you the YouTubes were amazing. Yeah, the like, YouTubes. Amazing. You could get fucking like they had the uh the Al Qaeda beheading videos on there. Like you could get anything you wanted. Yeah, like, it was it basically was like, fucking lively. Like, really but that's was. like the thing and now. Then, though, and then Google bought it and ruined it. That's yep. the that's the fucking thing now. Is like, how do you even? Like the internet was the thing that was supposed to be like the thing that frees everybody from like the clutches of fucking mass media and all this shit. But now it's like been completely eaten alive by that. And now like, I don't even know what the fuck web three is, but like all this metaverse shit that people are talking about, they're like, it's like, Oh, it's going to be different. And it's like, dog, this was literally set up by the people that ruined the fucking internet. Like, what do you mean? It's going to be different. This is like, you're getting into the fucking coffin. Like there's no like, Oh, this is going to make us free. And it's like, it's the scariest fucking shit. Like it is. I think, I think they like realize that they really can't control the internet the way that they want to control the internet. So they made this M3, whatever stuff. I don't even know what it is, but this is just what I'm guessing based upon the conversation so that they can control everything. So that everybody migrates over there and uses yeah. that as opposed to the other way, which they really can't control a hundred percent. 
And there's people that have That's fucking a good point. virtual jobs in the metaverse and people are paying millions of fucking dollars to have real estate next to Snoop Dogg in a place that doesn't even fucking exist. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, has everybody just that given up? Like, well, and it, it's that's, yeah that's i don't know absurd, though right because like <laughs> this is the fall of the what? empire this uh, is the fall of the empire we're buying real estate that doesn't exist it literally doesn't exist and that's in all due respect to full metal magdalene and all of the people who love nfts i've had it explained to me at least 15 times and i'm still not 100 sure I what still, it is I, and frankly i don't give a fuck just like I can't even hang out with the agorist anymore because like, you know, like talking about crypto and all this other stuff in the end, it's all still fake money. It's just that it's a, a fake money that they can't control yet. You know what I mean? Well, what the, the fuck end, are they doing now? Fiat. They're like, they're fucking, aren't they like somebody's buying a fuck ton of Bitcoin or some shit right now, but somehow. Oh, they fucking like, tanked that. They yeah. tanked it. I, I like and it, doesn't, anytime... it doesn't matter <laughs> just remember when wall street bets was happening and we were all like fucking hold the line guys and it was, yeah. it was legitimately like it felt like an occupy wall street moment where it's like maybe something will happen what happened a blip the bad guys won i fucking told you people the bad guys were gonna win you're not you're not gonna win that game you're not going to win that game. I've been telling How, you, the motherfuckers. The house always wins. There it is. The house always wins. There's one solution to this problem, and we're not going to say what it is because we all know what it is. Until that happens, the same score is going to be put up on that fucking scoreboard every time. So I fucking please continue it. to enjoy Arby's. It's okay? just the fu- <laughs> it's just the fucking uh, good old nihilist Arby's. What's the best the, account on Twitter? What's the, the George Orwell quote where it's like, if you want an accurate representation of history, just imagine a boot stomping on a human face over and over no, and over again. <laughs> yep. It's just like, dude, I want it so badly to be wrong, but it's like if you follow any stream of logic long enough, like that's basically where it ends, and it's yeah. just so fucking exhausting. And, and guess what? And here's here's another thing that you motherfuckers that don't like guns. It's funny how the people who don't like guns all of a sudden don't like the cops either, but they fail to. This is the best part. So when the empire collapses and it fragments into these different factions that we're not 100 percent sure how it's going to shake out, but we're going to prognosticate. Who do you think is going to be the new warlord? The people who have been getting the fuck uh, the free defense stuff, uh, you know, the MRAPs, all of the fucking uh, surplus military equipment for like a dollar. Who do you think is going to be the next warlord? The people that, like all you goddamn conservatives, like that, that fucking love cops. They're the one that it's going to be like, the, it's going to be like the medieval era all over again, where you have a king who has the most of those weapons and has his little vassal lords underneath him, the dukes and the earls and all these people who have other MRAPs, you know, and then you have knights who will roll around in police cars and harass people. And, you know, and, and guess who gets fucked? The pores as usual. You, I mean, seriously. Until the middle class recruits them to fight their revolution and then tra- like turn them in, turn over on them at the last second. And it's just like, that's the shit, though. It's like the shittiest part is like knowing kind of what's going to happen. You don't know the timeline necessarily, yeah. but it's like it gets to the point where it's like, oh, why am I even doing anything? Like, what's right. fuck? Like, it's, it's so fucking terrible. Listen, though. that's why you must continue to enjoy Arby's. Okay? <laughs> enjoy corporation. Seriously. <laughs> Please. I fucking like, hate all of it. 
It's no good. It never was any good to begin with. <laughs> enjoy the Xbox. Enjoy the PlayStation. Enjoy the PC gaming. Enjoy the music. Rebel where you can. This mother, the, I mean, these people are moving fucking deck chairs on the Titanic. This, this son of a bitch is going down, and it's going down hard. There's nothing you could do about it. There's nothing you could do about it. Wait till the next most important election in the history of our country happens in the midterms. <laughs> See, and that's then the, it'll happen again. That's again. the other thing and that kind of freaks me out even more is the fact that it's like it's just constantly like this one fucking inch at a time. And it's just like it's enough that like you're still constantly moving in the wrong direction. But at the same time, it's so slow that you kind of just adapt to it. Like yeah. people will bitch about it and bitch about it and bitch about it. And then eventually they're going to be like, oh, I need money or I need food more than this. And like, I don't want to get locked up or fucking killed over nothing. So like, I guess I'll just Look, go fucking back to working in listen, my shoebox and listen, fucking like. Guys, I hate to interrupt, but this is how it works. You want to <laughs> see the cycle? Watch Tom Morello. Rebellious young man making rebellious anarcho-communist music in the 90s for middle-class white kids, now is an op-ed writer for the New York Times defending the Capitol Police. Ladies and gentlemen, it was always a grift. You were mm -hmm. always being fucked, okay? Always. Fuck you, you better do what I tell okay. you. <laughs> Fuck you, you better do what I tell you. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Bulls on parade. Bullshit on parade, Tom Morello. Right. Bullshit. Bullshit. Everywhere, yeah. same shit. This bullshit everywhere. Yeah, Smell shit. Urquiz. Urquiz. Bullshit. <laughs> we used to say that to each other at the warehouse. <laughs> we work together. The same shit every day is bullshit every, every day. day. Same every shit. day. Day in, day out. <laughs> bullshit. Urquiz. You sound like a fucking Urquiz. Jordanian fucking immigrant taxi driver who is so angry at his job. He's just driving the car. It's bullshit. bullshit. Yes. Every day, same every fucking day. shit. <laughs> yes, same bullshit every day. Oh, man. And Urquiz. it is. It, there's I, again I, I can only advocate so much and by the way oh book of the month club there hasn't been one but there is one now temporarily mm -hmm. it, the, that is available in english finally on audible i told uh brian about it hans herman hoppe democracy the god that failed <clears throat> he said and i, I haven't listened I, I have not read the book until i got a hold of it you want to talk about somebody who articulates how destructive world war one was to the modern era that we live in now he articulates it better than anybody else i've i mean when it comes to the size and scale and scale of warfare he nobody has done it better than hans herman hoff i don't give a fuck what anybody who's a fucking nazi like, okay sure whatever you probably never even read his book take a listen <laughs> like it's worth your time take a listen he does it better than anybody i've heard okay and i am definitely a world war one guy I've read fucking tons of material on it Hours and hours and hundreds of hours of listening on Audible, some great authors, but Hans Hermann Hoppe really fucking gets like he, he explains it to you why it was such a terrible thing. And no, he's not a monarchist. People always say oh, he's a fucking monarchist. No, he's saying between anarchy or, or excuse me, between democracy and, and monarchy, monarchy is the preferable model. And yeah, they actually have a vested one. interest in like help or right. like preserving their fucking Correct. shit. That's right. And it's so, like, that's, go ahead, go ahead. That's the other fucking thing, man. Like the, from aristocracy to democracy or whatever the fuck, the, I can't remember the, it's like an essay. Yeah, it's a short one. And it's like, ever since I, I read, I read that and listened to like the audiobook because like I, I've listened to that on my way to my shit job. But 
Uh, no, it's like, I think about that all the time. It's like representative democracy sounds, it's like the biggest fucking grift of all time. They spent years in school telling us how it was such a fucking good thing. And it's like, oh, like we elect them because they have our best fucking interests at heart. And it's like, if they were our best fucking interests, we wouldn't be giving them to other fucking people. And it's like, well, if we, we don't do direct democracy, because it's like, we don't, have the time of day to devote to all of the shit that needs to be decided. And it's like, if we don't have the time of day, like, I don't think anybody should be deciding it for everybody. Like if it's not important enough that people are willing to stop whatever the fuck they're doing and sort it out, it's like either it's not that important or it's like, we have too many fucking people. So it's like, maybe we need to split (laughs) it up a little bit, but it's like, they had us fucking repeating that shit. Oh yeah, like a mantra under one under, under one government. But yeah, I mean it's democracy for you, man. It's two wolves and a sheep voting over what's for dinner. Yeah, and it's like they hundred percent every time, every it's, time. It's just so, and it's, it's like a uh, problem. I, like I explained to you before the show, it's only like better days are coming. I'm telling you, they are. They, better days are coming. It depends on your perspective of what a better day is. But the sooner you fucking check out. The sooner that anybody realizes, it took me, it, that's, I'm upset at myself because it took me ages to get to where I'm at now. I'm just tired of being you know like a, called a fucking crazy person, dude. Like, it's Don't worry, like, here's the best part. <laughs> you, you are being called a crazy person by the people who believe their vote matters. Yeah. But it's like, they actually have Who's like, crazy. They, again, it's like the fucking, Ah, man, I'm like, I want a metaphor right now for it. But it's literally just like, again, it doesn't really matter what I think at the end of the day. If enough of the right people think something different, it's like my ass that's going to pay for it. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I'm telling you, man, there's going to be a lot of rough stuff coming, but there's a lot of good stuff coming. And in the meantime, you got to apply Camus philosophy where you have to live so completely free that your very existence becomes an act of rebellion. That's the best that you can hope for. Worry about yourself. Worry about the people you love. Don't fucking go off on some stupid adventure and go fucking die for uh, the Ukrainian government. For Christ. I'm not saying, like, I, it's... I'm not saying you pr- pr- principally, <laughs> but I am talking to you. Don't... There are things that are coming here where you're going to want to be here because it might get ugly. Maybe it won't because the motherland is better than a lot of other places in, in this ridiculous union of 50 states with fucking 12 different cultures, all united under a green back and Target and fucking Walmart. Would that be in the case? Guys, <laughs> worry about yourself. Enjoy the pizza. Please continue to enjoy Arby's because nothing Arby's, matters. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing else matters. Did you hear what, John, uh, what Elton John said? That's one of the greatest <clears throat> songs that was ever composed regardless of genre he said that to metallica when they were uh, they were on a radio show and I, I was like well it's not one of my favorite tunes but i mean it got i guess it got a lot of people into the into the band so i mean that's cool um does anybody have anything else they'd like to talk about before we wrap up and get into said uh, arby's and enjoy it no don't have anything please time sir <laughs> ladies and gentlemen my my time uh, being um uh in exile in the allegheny soviet socialist republic is coming to an end um i will be returning to the motherland uh like i said the idea of remote working was uh, a possibility for my particular job and it's become a reality so i will be returning to the motherland so quiz time will resume next week 
um, in tribute to the motherland. Maybe we'll do, I don't know if we'll do an Ohio themed one. Well, there will be <laughs> quiz time. We'll be returning. Um, I was going to say, is it going to be like questions about depression? That's our depression. Comment. We're all going to end up in a big padded. <laughs> like if we can just be in the padded room together, you know, like, <laughs> you know, something like we're already the there, room, but we're it's, here together. together. Let's jack each other off. Take off your pants and jacket. When they're, when they're bringing you up to the fucking scaffold or they're tying you to the post or whatever it is, just, you know, remember like we had some good times. <laughs> what are you gonna do like what are you gonna do like really did you enjoy the uh, arby's while you had the chance i sure hope you fucking did um, <laughs> it's okay there's hey listen man there's still a lot of good stuff out there in the world i i posted a something on twitter where i saw this gentleman adopt a 14 or 16 year old dog it was 16 16, 16 okay. yeah i, I almost that. cried at work yeah dude. i almost cried at work because the dog literally came back to life because he had somebody who loved him mm-hmm. like that there's a lot of good left on this planet. There's a lot of people who are doing a lot of wonderful things. And that should, to me, how people treat these animals is, is an, as a great example of their humanity uh, mm-hmm. toward, towards the least of amongst us. And I just love seeing how happy that dog was that somebody cared about him and loved him. You can't, and by the way, all cultures are not equal because if your culture eats dogs, I consider you my fucking enemy. Yeah. I, I mean, fuck you. That's, I'm not even a cat guy. I don't like cats, but I don't think you should do that to them either. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, like, but dogs, you must be out of your fucking mind. You must be out of your fucking mind to eat dog. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care what the reason is. If it's part of your cultural heritage, your cultural heritage sucks balls. It sucks the freckles (laughs) off of my ball. It's garbage. And it's ball vinegar, like Christopher calls it. No me gusta. No es frío. Yeah. No es frío, man. Not cool. No S poo poo. No S poo poo. S more now. No S poo poo. See, donde esta la biblioteca? Ahora. I love it. Biblioteca. Speaking of foreign languages, so Brian's going to fucking disappear on us yet again. Oh, dude, it's so. Coming in March. It's going to be so fucked up. Like, I'm not going to know shit. Go to go to Napoleon's uh, sarcophagus. That place is cool. It's I think it's called the War Museum. I went I'm there when sure. I was a kid. I don't remember. Go to Versailles, where bad Just things use, use uh, Google Translate. You'll be fine. I mean, ultimately, yeah. Like, como vous appelez-vous? Just... Je suis très bien. Je suis, re- je suis retard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now and then they'll be like, ah, we we know you are American. Yeah, like everybody's like, dude, just tell them you're Canadian. And I'm like, I don't know. I think they'll figure it out and just be even. Oh no, 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 dude, dude, in France, if I went now, that's when I become the. I would actually become the most nationalistic American in the history of the human race. (laughs) So be like, oh yeah, you guys speak French, huh? How how did that happen? Because you guys lost (laughs) in six weeks to Germany, right? Dude, no, no, no. There was a great. This is a great line. First of all, like the terrible thing is, is like they did have their balls in the First World War. Like a lot of French guys died. It was horrible. An entire generation butchered. But I think it was was it Eisenhower that had a conversation with De Gaulle. We wanted all the American troops out of the country. Like you know, they were going to stay in NATO, but they didn't want Americans. And and uh, what was it Eisenhower said? Should we take the ones that are in the ground too? He didn't say anything after that. Now did he? Uh, he was obviously talking about all the Americans that fought to make sure that the Nazis didn't control France anymore. But um, 
let's not forget that if it wasn't for the French, the United States wouldn't have won its war of independence. I mean, seriously, like they're probably our oldest ally, I would say, probably. Um, Because we technically never went to war with them. We did go fight Spain because we wanted the Philippines and, you know, they were in the way. (laughs) So um, so (laughs) Brian, Brian, damn Spaniards. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the Maine that that we blew up intentionally in Havana. Oh, yeah. That was like yellow journalism. journalism. That was was the first time I learned. I see. I remember learning about that shit in high school. I had some cool teachers that like I want I want to go talk to them. I want to be like, how the fuck do you cope? Like, how do you go into school and teach they children? They have a bottle <laughs> in the desk drawer. Don't ask that question. Dude, I fucking know. I want to, I'm going to, I'm honestly going to track down one of my old high school teachers and see if he wants to come on here and talk about, he wrote delighted. a fucking, he, it's literally like, let me see if I can find the fucking title of this book. It's really super fucking long. They got, got a bottle of Jack in the desk drawer and he boofed some ecstasy before he came into <laughs> class. Do you have anything, Christopher, that you want to uh, mention before we wrap it up? Uh, not particularly, no. Um, no. No. Okay, no. well, that is a firm no. <laughs> no. That is a firm no. All right, that's fine. Um, Angel has nothing, as we have already covered uh, in great detail. And um, we we're glad to see you there, boss. time. I'm gonna we're gonna bring the quiz time back next week I'll be back in the studio um yeah you yin's guys are not going to be on the road anymore yin's guys will be in the motherland which is tremendous um I I can't wait the yeah the studio is freezing there's no heat down there so um (laughs) you know I apologize in advance if the sound is not right on my end I don't nobody I didn't even have time to like test it out I'm like I can't go to the studio there's no heat it's okay so um yeah it's fine. I'm going to make sure that when you go back to the studio, the heat will be on for you. So that way we can conduct the show in a proper manner. Um, Brian, do you have anything before I, before I wrap this up? Did you find it? Uh, no, I can't remember what the fucking name. I'll, I'll find it off the air and like send a link or something. Okay. No, it's like, there's, I, I just remember being like a junior or senior in high school. I was taking like AP us history and like all this shit. And we got to like the Kennedy assassination. And it was literally just like, uh, that was i guess probably the start of like the downward spiral for me but like <laughs> it's yeah. like it was this fat fucking book and i can't fucking find it anywhere but no i think it'd be it's not howard zinn's a people's history of the united states is it no 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 this is to like say, literally like <laughs> no this rag. is i mean he said he wrote it himself so like oh, unless good, it was good. like well, if you find it and contact him, I'd love to have him on the show. Yeah, I think it'd be, That'd be pretty great. neat. That would be neat. Do you have anything before we wrap up, uh, uh, Monsieur Parker? Ah, shit. Uh... And not in French either. <laughs> we have French listeners. Uh, 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 mea culpa. I know that's Italian, but whatever. They're your name. <laughs> I don't, I don't I speak French. I just remember like Buku, like I just every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, full metal jacket. Like it's ruined me. <laughs> but two Buku, baby. <laughs> but no, She's I don't saying, have anything soul else. brother, soul brother, too big. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if any if any of our French listeners want to like meet up in France or whatever and show me ah. what show me non-tourist spots that are cool. Like I want to go crawl through the catacombs and shit. I don't know. I've but, been to the catacombs, those are pretty cool, by the I, way. I think that my mother neat. did not like them. <laughs> she was not a fan she was not a fan all right but yeah well, cool. I'm, yeah 
We'll find uh, out what anything. that is, and but we'll yeah, get I'm, back, and we'll I'm see still... if we can get somebody on. Um, I want to talk to Riley personally. I know that we were supposed to have him on talk about recycling. Then once I'll be back in the motherland, I'm going to message you personally so we can figure this out. Get you on the show. Uh, shout out to our uh, premier sponsor, GorseNexus.com. Please check out all the fine product services and resources put together by our friend Brandon and Dag. And please check out their podcast. Also, please um, patronize our sponsors. That is IPA, uh, IPain Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents. Uh, Team Mandalore, who does keep cycling very weird. Uh, Ray Faba, fine art and design from the Great Lakes. Uh, I obviously know personally, tremendous artist. And um, I would also like to uh, mention that it is time to discuss something very important. It's incredibly important. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the big day's coming. VD, not venereal disease, <laughs> Valentine's Day, baby. It's coming. It's coming. And if you want to come with it and maybe in it, you might want to talk to my friend Todd and his very gay soap. Because I'll tell you what, you ain't going to be getting your nut if you smell like ball vinegar. It's not going to work out for you. You're going to stink. All the folds, the sweat, the disgustingness. It's cold out there right now. So you're doubling up on the sweater or whatnot. I was on the bus today. You're just sweating. I could feel the sweat all over the place. What am I going to do? I'm going to wash that off with Todd's Gay Soap. Todd's Gay Soap can destroy the coronavirus and all of its variants, including ones they haven't invented yet, in your asshole. You get that stuck in there? Dr. Fauci's fucking coronavirus in your ass? Todd's Soap can kill that thing in your asshole. So that way, the next person that tosses your salad will not get the COVID. They might get something else but they ain't going to get the Rona. And that's what matters. Um, please check out AkronApothecary.com because remember Todd's gay soap is soap for that ass. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best thing ever. Uh, use guys uh, in that at gmail.com. Use guys pod.com. Uh, please subscribe. And don't forget about the motherfucking Patreon. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stop talking about it till you do something about it. So get after it. Um, I, <laughs> just, I might even sign up. Just, we'll, just post, <laughs> we'll post nudes for cash. Yeah. And it ain't Angel that's going to be posting nudes. It's going to no. be me, baby. And yeah. me. Feet pictures and all. You want it dirty? I give it to you dirty. And Brian um, oiled up in assless chaps. Don't think thank we you. forgot yes. about that, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a 10,000 download uh, celebration that's going to be in the works. Um, those of you that have been on the show, if you're around locally, if you're a fan locally of the show and you want to join up, we'll let you just drop me a line. You're welcome to join us. Just make sure that you let us know ahead of time because we got to book the table and there's a big what to do. And no backing out of it either. Don't tell me I'm going to show up and they're like, oh, I forgot. No, then you're off the island. That's no more invitations to go out to eat. More egg rolls for me. So um, wash your ass with Todd's Gay Soap. That's all I have. Have a great week, everybody. Please don't uh, get nuked uh, in the next week until we talk. Okay? Okay. Bye. Yeah.